0: Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging
1: genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition.
0: Let's get to the show
1: with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast. I am your host today. My name is Corey Mueller. If you're new to the podcast, welcome and today we have a real treat for everyone listening i am joined here by a very good friend of mine a serious spiritual and body guru dr clinton zimmerman what is going on clint welcome to the show hey good thank you for having me i'm excited to do this yeah i so clint and i we have a uh a fun backstory which i'll get into but I wanted to allow you to kind of introduce yourself um, and tell the listeners who you are, what do you do, and where do you do it?
2: Sure. I, so I'm, I'm Dr. Zimmerman, Dr. Clinton Zimmerman, and uh, I'm a naturopath, I'm a board-certified naturopath. I've been a naturopath for 25 years, I think it is now. So uh, I think I just renewed my license for 25 years. Wow. So, yeah, pretty crazy to think about.
3: Um, I uh, <clears throat> am also
2: a licensed massage therapist as well. I've, um, so I do a lot of different things. I do a lot of different modalities and practice a lot of different um, modalities as well in my practice in Big Rapids, Michigan. I should tell you that too. So uh, I have my clinic here in Big Rapids. And uh, I, <clears throat> I focus a lot on live blood analysis. So that's what I typically do with a lot of my clients. So I have, I have a microscope. We take a drop of your blood and we surf around that uh, that drop of blood, just one drop, and we can tell all kinds of different things about your health and wellness, what's happening with you. Um, it can even go into different emotional states. It can go into different hmm. spiritual states. I mean, it, it's really complex with how much your blood actually tells you. So that's really wow. fascinating to me. It tells me, uh, it can tell me different... um Structural uh, integrity issues, you know. So, if you're having some kind of instru- structural integrity, if your sacrum is out of alignment or something of that nature, we can see that too. Uh, as far as my body work goes, I have taken numerous courses from John Barnes, which, uh, the myofascial release guru. If anybody knows who he is, and then also cranial sacral. I've taken a number of different uh, classes through Up Up Tree. So. That's kind of a little bit of my history on what I do. I do a few other things, too, but
1: <laughs> but we'll just start. He's a man <laughs> of many means. And how Clint and I met... So two years ago, I was training for MCOLS and many of you who <laughs> have listened to the podcast for the last couple of years understand that I was working on that, and I was having some some health issues, especially with my feet. And I, was, I spent three months in physical therapy and did not experience any relief and I couldn't run and obviously part of him was to be able to run and I ended up meeting someone who recommended Clint um and it was it was funny because we had shopped so Clint you own the Red Fox Market in Big Rapids and we had shopped at Red Fox Market a lot and I had never known that there was this magical other side of Red Fox Market until it was (laughs) recommended to me And so I came and saw Clint one time. The first time I came and saw him, he was able to uh, magically, but we're going to get into how it's not so magic, like lay his hands on me and figure out what was wrong. And the next day, he basically, I mean, I still remember it. He popped a bone back into my foot, like back into place. And I could run the next morning with no pain. I had zero pain. And it was literally the most incredible thing I'd ever experienced. And I was sold at that point. And so that's how Clinton and I met. And I've been seeing him now off and on for the last two years. And it's been extremely beneficial to my health. Um, So you talked about a couple of things that I didn't know that you did. Live blood analysis, which we're going to get into. I want to ask a couple of questions about that later. But yeah. the biggest thing that um, that you and I have done together is myofascial therapy. And I kind of like... It's not something that is typically talked about. I think most people, when they think of body work, they think of massage and chiropractic. And I was one of those people. I regularly saw a chiropractor, um, especially for issues in my lower back. And there was some relief with a chiropractor appointment, but it typically was very temporary, like a few days. Um, And I never could quite kick a lot of the things that were ailing me and tried massage therapy too and again you feel good for a little while but it it all kind of starts creeping back in um and so myofascial therapy was something that was super new to me and i didn't i still know very little about it except for what i've learned from you so what i'd like you to do is kind of explain what that is and go and you can dive as deep as you want into what it is because i think a lot of people just don't know um, so yeah, what is myofascial therapy? What does it do, and what are the big differences between you know standard like chiropractic and massage therapy?
2: Sure. So there's a really good video on YouTube for one. I'll just start there, and it's called Strolling Under the Skin. <clears throat> and if you really want to start kind of look at what fascia is in general, that's a really good video to watch. Um, Strolling Under the Skin. It's a good. So that being said, the fascia kind of lies between the muscle and the skin. So you have the muscle, and then you have the skin, and then you have this kind of incandescent kind of fatty-like substance. So if anyone has ever made, we have, a, we have turkey season coming up here, right? So we have this, you're going to try to baste a turkey. So you want to get under, you make all your herb butter type of stuff, you know, and you put it in there. And then you take that herb butter and you put it underneath the skin. Well, when you're putting it underneath the skin, you're breaking all of this kind of like webbing. So that's all fascia. So that is what fascia is. But fascia even goes a little bit deeper than that even because fascia goes in between each individual cell of the muscle. Fascia fascia is even hypothesized to be, um, the bone is actually hypothesized to be hard fascia. So you can actually manipulate bones and you can manipulate muscle just by releasing the fascia so that you have this webbing, right? So when you have a trauma that's happened to the body or any kind of
3: structural issue, that webbing will lock down.
2: It will create like a, like a, a rope almost. You think of like a Spider-Man's web, you know, with Spider-Man, he can make like a web. But he can also make ropes that he can swing from. Well, that rope also will hold different structural um, issues or challenges in your body, but because it's trying to protect you from not getting harmed again, not getting hurt again. So when people are coming to see me and they have this area that's out of, that's in dysfunction, if you will, and they're like, "I've done everything. I've tried chiropractic and everything else." Well, you can go to a chiropractor. You can get those bones adjusted, but the problem is, is that you have these large webs that are being attached to these these bones because they're trying to hold the bone out of alignment so you don't harm yourself again. The body's the body's super intelligent, but it's also kind of dumb at the same time because it's trying to like protect you from getting harmed again, even though that happened maybe twenty years ago in a football act, right, mm. or like a car accident or something of that. So, you know, my job is is to go in there and hold that basha, basically, and you kind of wine and dine it, if you will, for a while. And then you sit there and it will all of a sudden kind of relax and go back into its web state. And so that's really what the what my job is, you know, and so but you gotta kind of know what's attached to this, what's attached to that. And, you know, there's a lot of times that people will come in to me and they'll say, I'm in having these headaches and I can't get rid of them mm-hmm. and what's going on. And so I'll start kind of like feeling around and you're like, okay, you go down and you like feel the sternocleidomastoid and you go down and you're like, well, that's really tight. That, huh, that's connected to like that fifth rib. Okay. Well then you keep going. Huh, that's weird. It's connected into the, the psoas. And then you're like going all the way down into their left knee. Well, and then like, all of a sudden you realize, oh, their headaches are literally being caused from their left knee, and it's causing an entire realignment all the way up through the spine and through the system. Once you release that left knee, guess what happened? Their headaches Mm go. And then they're like, what the hell? Are you some witch doctor that's like, you know, I told you that I had this headache, and now you're like working on my left knee, and now my headaches are gone forever? Like, what's going on with that, you know? So I can vouch for that. I can vouch for that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a detective in a lot of ways because that's, that's truly what my, uh, what my job is trying to just kind of poke around. And a lot of times people will feel me like poking and prodding and then I'll be like, huh, weird. Okay. Huh. Huh. Okay. That's connected to this. And you know, you just keep following the trail. So, and the body will always lead you. And then sometimes when you release that area, then you have to have another one and you have to keep releasing all the way up through.
1: I think it's really interesting because when I first started seeing you, I didn't understand how everything was connected like it actually is. So like you said, I'm having really bad headaches and then it's all coming from knee pain, actually, believe it or not. Or for in my case, I don't know. You could tell me better than I could probably understand, but I a lot of my issues come from my lower body, my hips are out of whack, my calves are ridiculously tight, my feet sometimes give me fits. And what's interesting is when I'm telling you, hey, I'm experiencing this issue in my right shoulder, and then you end up down on my left calf or whatever, and you're whining and dining. And we're going to call it whining and dining because sometimes <laughs> it doesn't feel like that. But um and then all of a sudden you can feel hey you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's like forceful wine and dine it's like you will give me what i want
2: <laughs> you're going to go on this date with me
1: yeah Come exactly on. exactly <laughs> and it's crazy because after a little bit of you sort of applying the pressure in these in these spots it hurts really bad at first but you can tell it's not like uh it's not like um You're injuring me it's like a release of all this tension and like you said like this webbing sort of going back to the way it should and then all of a sudden you can start to feel the release in your shoulder and then things start to hurt less as the appointment goes on um and so i it it seems like that's part of the game for you and uh, and you do such a good job you can look at like posture and you can observe people just in their natural state and say oh yeah i know where we need to go on that is that something that you're trained to do or you just have kind of a sense of
2: you're trained to do it in in a certain way um, when you're going through massage school they will they will teach you body mechanics uh, different structural integrities and things of that nature but you know then you kind of then you also are self-caught in some ways too and if you mm-hmm. put your body in these certain positions you can feel what is pulling you know intuitively i can also do that as well so in the best time for me to actually look at somebody is when they're actually walking from that walking or from that waiting room to my office because mm-hmm. they're not even thinking about it you know when you tell people like okay now stand in front of me then all of a sudden they're like oh nothing's wrong with me you know and like they're yep. like i'm perfectly fine oh both shoulders are good you know and i'm like uh uh-uh. so you know i will always be watching people as they're like out in the store waiting for me or like coming from the waiting room and they'll like they'll not be conscious of it and then that's the best time to actually see what's happening that's why i love going to an airport you know when i'm in mm-hmm. an airport i can look at everyone Function and be like, oh, that's (laughs) happening to this person. If they were only on my table, I could just help them right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. It's like people watching to a whole new level.
2: (laughs) Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It makes the time pass way. Oh, yeah.
1: It's way more entertaining. (laughs) So you've you've dedicated your life to this at this point. You've, like you said, you've been doing it for a little over twenty five years. What motivated you to pursue this path of um it's not a normal path to to body healing. Um it's sure. a little bit different. And so what what motivated you to go down that route?
2: You know, as a, when I was growing up, my we didn't really do the whole doctor scenario. So, you know, we never really did medical medical intervention. that we were always um my mom was always kind of exploring different things like Shark cartilage and like fish mm. oil, and all of these kind of like weird things that, you know, were out in the market to like help heal you, right? Or in barley green, that was like another one. And so, um, when I was
3: really young, I had just i had
2: gotten exposed to one of my teachers. She was vegetarian and she exposed me to some other, um, mod- like just a different, idea that diet could actually heal you in a different way you know and i'm like oh that's fascinating you know so and then i kind of explored it from there when my my grandfather passed away one of my grandfathers passed away when i was 11 and the other one passed away when I was 12 and they died of cancer and so
0: mm-hmm.
2: i thought well i'm never gonna die of cancer that and you know now that i know about like intention and like setting your mind to something yeah i know i will never die of cancer because i've already set that goal as at 12 years old i said i'm never gonna die of so that's right (laughs) right yeah that's how it goes right so and we need to believe that words are power because they are they are power they are our power
1: absolutely
2: um and so i became vegetarian which you know in hindsight was just a very bad idea in my uh career move but I learned from there, you know, that that was how I kind of wanted to affect my health my diet. So now I've like
3: learned various different modalities, um, ways of eating and, you know, taking on different forms of eating. I'm no longer vegetarian, but at the same time, you know, I'm an
2: advocate of good meat.
0: Absolutely. You know,
2: animal welfare and things of like that nature. So, but, yeah. um, so then I, I was an exchange student in the Netherlands, and my host mom there, she was really into natural medicine. So she started to kind of steer me into this direction. And she took me to an iridologist. And I was like, iridologist? This is really crazy. And so I, they were able to look at my iris in my eyes and tell me everything that was wrong with my body. And I was like, what? And I remember calling my mom and being like, this guy like looked into my eyes and told me everything was wrong with me. Like, <laughs> what was going on and you know it told me i needed this and that and uh and so then i started to uh that kind of started it and then from there you know i i moved back to big rapids i came back home and then i was i worked in the local health store for a number of Mm. years and um at that time when i graduated i was going to go back to i was going to go to college to be a chiropractor and uh it just wasn't resonating with me going through pre-med and all of that. I just wasn't like, it wasn't hitting home for me. And so I looked into the naturopathic school and I was like, I found what I exactly. What I was doing.
3: So, and so I went to pre-med went through that and that just wasn't hitting it. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Now That's it, kind of it, my story. In that time frame when you, and I love that you talked about going through like a pre-med program and having this realization, and I don't know exactly what your thought process was, but like when I think of modern medicine, a lot of modern medicine is treating symptoms, but very rarely, and the symptoms are being treated with pills um, or medication of some sort instead of treating the root cause. And so going into the more naturopathic route, that focuses more on like what actually ails you and more realistic holistic ways to fix it and along that path you found you talked about john barnes so i'm curious to hear a little bit more about john barnes and who he is because i know that he's really big in the myofascial community um so who is john barnes and what was your schooling like with with that part of it
3: Uh, So after I graduated naturopathic school, I had kind of this kind of ability to
2: do body work. It was something that really called me, and I really loved the body work aspect of naturopathy, right? And it fascinated me that
3: you could actually help fix people
2: with or help people's like kind of state of health get better just by like moving this impingement that was happening or this restriction that Mm -hmm. was happening in the body Mm -hmm. in the in the the functional structure right so that fascinated me and so what happened was that my dad um i was just graduating naturopathic school my dad had a, a accident he fell out of a tree oh and he landed on both of his legs like directly and his crushed his kidneys and it was just a horrible thing but he was in a wheelchair there was this lady that was doing myofascial release um in his physical therapy and so it kind of like led me into this whole field if you will and Mm -hmm. she said well you need to have clint come up with you because he's already doing myofascial release he just doesn't know that he's doing (laughs) so i was like oh okay so i went up there and she just kind of started to kind of introduce me to it a little bit and then um, i took my first barnes course and john barnes is you know he's the guru he's the guru of my release right mm. he is the one that's been fighting all the medical uh, journals he's been fighting all the medical uh, naysayers right that fascia is not an issue fascia is not existent and so he finally you know, we've been saying that fascia is an actual organ, a living, breathing organ for years and years and years. And now, finally, just I think it was like maybe three or four years ago that they, the medical journals finally came out and actually said fascia is having. Oh,
0: cool.
2: And so we finally won that fight. And we're all like, yeah, 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 that's amazing. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so, and they're starting to see, you know, there's a lot of people, and I hate to say it, but there's a lot of people who. Who say they do myofascial release? But until you've actually been truly trained by the guy who invented it, you're not doing myofascial. In my opinion. there's so mm-hmm. many other aspects to it. You need to know how to intuitively go into that muscle, feel that structure, feel the feel what that therapeutic pulse is happening in the body because the body actually has a therapeutic pulse to it. Mm. It's not a heartbeat. It's actually like a pulse that happens in in the body itself and you need to be able to tune into that and release release these
3: structural um, impingements that are happening because if something is impeding energy flow well then
2: disease happens mm-hmm. so that's the whole idea behind like fascia release right is you're releasing that energy to so
3: the energy can flow properly through the body
1: so, talking about the therapeutic pulse, which I, I find that really fascinating because, again, I've experienced that with you firsthand. When you talk about the therapeutic pulse, what external factors like environment, food, stuff like that can impact you know your therapeutic pulse, especially when you... What impact does that have on the tissues? And if it does have an impact, um, what is that impact?
2: uh everything (laughs) i was gonna say this is i mean this is you're
1: about to go off on this one
2: (laughs) yeah i mean anything and everything can affect that therapeutic pulse you can literally you know you could get a treatment done by me and you could walk outside and then get scared someone could just scream at you and then all of a sudden you get this whole you know ph uh uprising if you will in the body and then all of a sudden that therapeutic pulse changes and mm-hmm. so it will lock that tailbone down and then all of a sudden the tailbone is locked down and then you don't have this cranial sacral pulse this pulse that's happening through the cranial sacral mechanism right and so then none of your nerves are getting nourished correctly so it literally comes down to you know trying to be mindful trying to be just embody your your spirit and embody your your physical form and to
3: live your life as joyful as you possibly Mm. can you know i know it's hard because we live in this kind of um
2: hard world if you will and so it's it is what we make it in a lot of ways right so it's trying to find that joy in everything that we do and like trying to keep that journal of joy or that journal of gratitude, I think, is a really good practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eating, eating correctly, yeah. You don't want to be putting a bunch of um junk in your body. You know, if you're eating Twinkies and McDonald's every single day, you know, you're going to get what you put into your body. It is the age old thing of you are what you eat, right? Mm-hmm. Grandma knew best said that. So it's like <clears throat> if you eat a bunch of food that has no energetic value to it or no no energetic quality, then that's what you're going to get in return. So mm-hmm. you know, the, all these people who are thinking like that they're going to get better by not eating anything that's alive, well, that's a hard <laughs> that's a hard truth to you know to really have to learn. Mm-hmm. So, and I think just all your all your daily practices, all your external practice, you know, just the act of breathing, you know, doing. Breath work is super mm-hmm. important for everyday life. You know, tons and tons of people breathe out of the tops of their chest. They don't even know it. They never take this like deep belly breath or they don't even know that the sides of their ribs can actually expand when they actually take a breath. You know, yeah. they all, so they start to think to themselves like, oh, I'm going to take this deep breath and they take this deep belly breath. Well, then they totally miss the sides of their ribs it's like will expand into the ribs expand into the back those lungs are a 360 mechanism right so like they expand
3: both ways so are all four all four directions? so so if you um,
1: if you had somebody come in to see you and we like you said we live in a, an interesting time we aren't plagued by starvation we aren't plagued by large warfare but what we are plagued by is constant barrage of input um especially from an industrialized food uh culture especially in america i think america suffers from this more than than anybody if someone were to come into you today and say i don't know what to do i feel like shit uh my 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 mom just died because she had cancer i eat you know a a typical american diet where we get fast food we're cooking with vegetable oils stuff like that and my body is i'm falling apart some basic so like what would you recommend to that person in a in a simple way that they could start to improve their overall health because there's so much that they can do but so many people have no idea what some of this stuff is actually doing to them. So what would you recommend to someone who came into you with very little base knowledge?
3: So
2: <clears throat> I'm going to challenge you and say that we are in a world, we are in a country of starvation. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, quite honestly, half the food that we're eating has no nutritional value sure. to it at all. Anymore. Yeah, that's totally fair. If you're fair. eating stuff that's out of a if, you know, we are in a world of starvation. So mm-hmm. when you're eating packaged crap, you know that is what it is. And so we we have these stores that are popping up everywhere in these food deserts that are just like I don't know if I'm allowed to say certain store brands or things like that, but we have these stores that are popping up in just out of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere that are in these food deserts that are full mm-hmm. of packaged crap. Mm-hmm. you know and so when you look at that and it's like you're in this food desert if you will these people are going there they're eating a bunch of stuff that just not any nutritional value added and i call it food like right because it's not yeah. food. <laughs> right it's not food and so um so we are in this country of starvation and these sure. people believe that this is what they're eating is actually good for them right and mm-hmm. so we there's a number of people that come into my office and they're like What can I do? This is a typical question, you know. Well, you gotta get it away from all the packaged foods. All of them, right?
3: Start going back to your base vegetables, meat, seeds, fruit, nut you know, you can get a lot of these um things but that are in packages, but they're also
2: if you're getting sprouted not versus non sprouted, things of that right? Mm -hmm. So and uh but typically, you know, ninety five percent of my diet is literally coming from the produce cooler mm-hmm. and the freezer. So I'm getting a lot of like frozen meat, getting a lot of fresh meat as well. But you know, that's that's typically how I eat. And honestly, if you want to see an improvement in your health, right there, just start doing that, and you're going to do wonders for your body. But another thing to remember too is like. There's a lot of people who are actually eating wheat products, you know, and I'm going to get kind of on a tangent way because I think that wheat is actually, is so detrimental to our health. You know, anybody who's eating a bunch of wheat needs to stop eating wheat. It's been linked to so many neurological issues, um, diabetes, it's been linked to so many conditions that are happening. Because... They hibernize our wheat so badly mm-hmm. we can't digest it. Yeah. You know, it's just it's glue. It is literally glue that you're intaking and it's literally clogging every receptor site in your cell. So right. then your cell cannot get nutrition from anything else. Yep. So because you have glue surrounding each cell and trying to clean those cells is very, very hard. And people go through headaches, detoxes, and it's mm-hmm. horrible just by giving up wheat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you, the point that you make about we live in a country that's actually starving is is totally true. And it's like we have massive amounts of abundance but so little nourishment and bread in our in America is a perfect example because like you said, we and we talked about the last time we met we talked about bread because inherently there's nothing wrong with eating wholesome good bread. When you're not consuming this bastardized wheat product, um, absolutely. But it's we've gotten so far away from that. In 99% of our country, like you mentioned, when you go to Europe, you eat bread all the time because it's different. It's a different, yeah. a different environment where that food yes. is just more wholesome and actually nourishing. And so a lot of people mm-hmm. talk about like cutting food out and stop. You know, they're gonna. They're, I'm never gonna eat what a insert food here ever again. And when in reality, it's not about cutting the food out, it's finding a food option that's nourishing and wholesome rather than packaged bullshit that you are what you eat. (laughs) And most of what America eats is cancer in various forms. You eat cancer in various forms. You wonder why we have dementia and Alzheimer's and cancer rates that are the true epidemic in this country that no one wants to talk about, and obesity too. And so Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And it's, it's frustrating because growing up, I ate a lot of these foods. Because to be honest, at that point, we didn't really know any better. But as I think we're in sort of a food revolution over the last couple of years. And there's Absolutely. so much more research and so much more knowledge that's becoming more mainstream that I think things are going to change. It's just going to take time for people to understand like, hey, maybe I shouldn't feed my kids McDonald's and get them addicted to this <laughs> hyper palatable food. And, and Connor has yes. talked about this a ton on, our, on the podcast before, where they make this food specifically designed to hit all of the delicious factors that your body can't resist. And they say it right in their marketing. Yeah. You, you eat one, you just can't stop. You pop one, you just can't stop. It's addictive. Yeah, the Dorito effect. Exact. The Dorito. That's right. The Dorito effect. Which I haven't ordered that book yet, but I'm going to. So external factors are huge, and I know when I've seen you before. I remember one of the times I came in, and you started to kind of, you hadn't even started working on me yet, but you kind of, you just kind of like were feeling around, and you're like, "Did you have a lot of sugar last night?" And I'm like, my initial reaction is like, (laughs) "Dude." That's my business, man. What do you, <laughs> don't worry about it. But then, because you told me it was like your, your muscle, it, uh, you explained it was like uh, breakfast cereal, like, uh, like cornflakes or whatever, but it was kind of like mushy. Yeah. And that was yeah. like, holy shit. Like, yeah, I did eat a bunch of sugar last night. And it's wild that you can actually feel that difference in the muscle buildup. So I, I love to hear yeah. that there's there's real evidence to that. The next question I have about external factors is emotional, trauma, stress. Um, are those stored in tissue when you work on somebody that's experienced a lot of these things? Do you notice um, that those type of things? And does myofascial therapy help release that? Or is that, it, it, is that not so much of a factor?
2: Oh my goodness. That's all the factor. So that is literally my work mm-hmm. you know in a, in a nutshell so it's you know a lot of people talk about yeah diet and nutrition but honestly we are emotional beings so you know in our emotions get stored in the tissues so we have a thing called muscle memory right so when you're starting to work on these things there's a lot of times that I will be working on different issues and then all of a sudden this person will just start crying on the table <laughs> for no apparent reason you know and they're like and it's happened to me before, too. And I'm like, I never really understood it until it really happened to me. And I, I can tell you about my experience, where I'll Be like, I'm sitting there and like, all of a sudden tears are just streaming down my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is so bizarre. Like, I don't even know what I'm even thinking about. I don't have like a feeling of something. I'm fine, I swear. Anything. But <laughs> I know, but tears are coming down my eyes. Like, it, coming out of my eyes, like I'm literally like falling. You know, and like, it's so, it was so bizarre. And it happens all the time, and it's literally just the body releasing these different traumas or emotions that have happened to itself and uh and so,
3: yes, those all do play a part in it, and they
2: are i would say probably you know eighty to ninety percent of our issues so you know when if you've ever looked into any of dr. Yamoto's work um dr I believe
3: his name, he studied water and water crystals, right? So he
2: mm-hmm. would say, <clears throat> he took different emotion and he took different feelings and he had people actually just channel their, their like he would say, I hate you or I love you or thank you or whatever. And he would then photograph these water crystals that would happen in, in the water itself, right? Mm. And so they would be Beautiful water crystals that would say, like, with gratitude and love and joy and all of this, right? And then, Mm -hmm. like, the hate and anger and frustration would be, like, smeared and just nasty-looking kind of crystal, if Mm -hmm. crystal-like structure, right? So when you start to really narrow this down and you start to think about, what are we? We're 70% water.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Water is within every cell of our being.
2: Why yeah. would this not trans right? Yeah. So what is food? Sometimes 90 percent water. A cucumber is what, ninety five percent water or something yeah, like that? Right. You know? So like so why wouldn't we want to start to intentionally charge our food and charge our bodies, fill ourselves with love and joy and peace, and kindness and gratitude, right? Because those are all things that are going to just help increase our well being. Mm -hmm. but i believe that water being the kind of the messenger system if you will and if you look at fascia and you watch that video that we had talked about the strolling under the skin all along the fascia are droplets of water Mm -hmm. (laughs) so when you start to look at it it's like everything has water in it and everything is connected to water so
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um and that is our emotion that's our emotional message And so, yes, the emotions play a huge impact. It changes their pH. It can, you know, there's a huge theory going on right now, and I've been following a lot of it, where, you know, cancer is just a deep-seated emotion that not being, that's something that's eating you alive, right? Mm. So, like, you know, I talk, I can't, there's certain clients that I will talk to, and you're trying different things, and then all of a sudden, you're like, I need to go into the emotional aspect because it's not hitting it, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start to pull out these different things that you know. And we know that each organ has a different emotion that's attached to it, right? The liver is anger. The thyroid is loneliness. The lungs mm-hmm. are grief. The heart is joy. You know, so you know when these people come to me and they have these different issues, well, then I start to look at it in an emotional aspect too. That's part of nature up is mind body the
3: right?
0: yeah. so
2: mind which is the emotion the body which is physical and then the spirit which is the spiritual
3: side the the um you know it is the etheric side of it. so
2: there's um and there's also you know Steiner would often say that <clears throat> the disease does not even start within the body it actually starts in the etheric field and it starts in our spirit right because something is damaging our spiritual aspect for ourselves so then it starts to manifest and go into our physical body and it's presenting it so when you start to look at the physical aspect you cannot feel any physical ailment without addressing the emotional aspect and the spiritual.
1: right yeah that's i think that's yeah that's a perfect answer and i something i find really interesting we've talked about this before you have had a lot of doctors send patients to you with physical ailments. Yes. <laughs> with those people when they come in, uh-huh. because they're facing like surgery potentially. And so instead of mm-hmm. going to surgery, they recommend that the, the, that the patient might go see you first. <laughs> these people that come in with these physical issues, do you notice that after you work on them a couple times, um, do you start to feel a difference in their in their energy as they start to sort of heal physically their energy changes at the same time
2: Oh absolutely and you know I love those those clients too that come in to see me that have been recommended to me from the medical world because mm-hmm. a lot of them are frustrated a lot of them are very you know they're hopeless you know so a lot of them will come to me and they'll say I don't know what this guy is going to do but you come recommended and you're just another doctor that's going to you know do nothing for me, type, quote unquote. Right? Like I've been mm-hmm. told that, and so, um, and so when I start to ask them about like different emotional aspects or different spiritual aspects of their of their being, then they start to kind of think oh, this guy's a little different than what in mm, I don't know yeah. if I like is different. Is he just a weirdo? Is he like trying <laughs> to be like a, all this woo woo type of like you know aspect? because you know i i embrace the woo right so you know there there's definitely there is a great book out there called uh, why woo woo works and i really mm. love that book a lot and so yeah. um that's another one <laughs> but um woo woo does work you know and woo woo is very scientific and woo has a science behind it as well so we're really learning that through quantum physics well through just um all of the different science And the technology that we now have in this um, in this generation, so we're starting to see these things happen, which is really, really, yeah. And uh, you know, for a long time, like for a long time, I was I would always say I would work on these fibromyalgia clients, right? They would come in to see me, and they would be like, and it was always there was some kind of deep seated trauma of some Mm -hmm. sort that happened with these folks right and so right. i would always be like okay we would work on them and i'm like you're getting a little bit of movement you're getting some physical changes things like that and then finally you just had to go there and you had to be like so we've been working on you for a while now and i just need to ask you know was there any deep-seated trauma that happened to you because i feel like there's something mm. that's a little bit of a deeper hurt that's happening with you and it's starting to manifest because that's what it is right it's this deep-seated hurt that is physically manifesting and trying to come out and it's trying to show you what happened, right? right and you're not dealing and you're not dealing with it you're not acknowledging it. not and you're just trying to take a pill maybe to get rid of it like if it's depression or anxiety or whatever that's caused. because it's it's you know you, we just don't have these things, right so yeah. now all of a sudden then they start breaking down the tears start happening and you're like okay now we have it So now we go into that aspect. Start actually start working on some of the emotional aspects with that. Mm -hmm. And then they start getting better. Well, one day I was like driving into work and I was listening to NPR, right? And they said, Scientists now say that fibromyalgia patients all have deep seated emotional traumas, you know? And I'm like, yes, 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 I'm validated, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, because I've been saying this for twenty some years, right? Yeah, just felt really good to like be validated on, and you know, and now there's like more and more of this validation that's happening after 25 years of me doing woo right now. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, the woo is not so woo any longer. And it's like now getting acknowledged.
1: Right. So, yeah, the the mind, body and (laughs) spirit are are very connected. And I think those connections that people haven't made before when they meet with someone like you it starts to connect and it's like, oh man, like there's a lot there that's holding me back and keeping me in pain. I think that's a lot of things is like so many people are in pain and they don't know why and they don't understand. So they take these analgesics which yeah. just numb the pain rather than like dealing with the pain. And I was one of those people I had huge I mean, for years I dealt with lower back problems that were debilitating at times and I mean lots of just yep. stuff going on and i know ne- i didn't know what to do and that's why so i was going chiropractor after chiropractor and massage therapists and mm-hmm. anything i could find and when i came and saw you i didn't really know what to expect but i was look i was ready for i mean anyone who could help me i was pretty much open to that wasn't gonna just say well we're gonna give you a steroid shot in your lower back and hope for the best um and Absolutely. it's it as and while i was seeing you i was also doing Actual therapy as well. Like I was going to see a therapist to deal with some emotional trauma that I had been through, it. and it was like body was healing, mind was healing, and the spirit was healing all all at the same time. And I experienced all of that together, and it was like holy shit! Like this is the trifecta, and I and it and it is real that and is. it works. Um, I would love it to hear. A- I don't know if you can how much you can share. Obviously, there's some HIPAA stuff, but I would love to hear like a couple of, or one success story from a client that really sticks out to you and really like, you know, has stayed very close to your, in your memory that you can share
3: with us. Sure. So,
2: you know, there's been, (laughs) there's been so many over the years, which I'm super thankful for my, you know, and I, and I've often said, you know, I never really advertise. So because my work will speak for itself. So and I've always truly really believed that. So I've never advertised. Really. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I've dealt with, I've worked with people that have been, that have had cancer. I've worked with people who have had all kinds of things. You know, I mean, you name it. And now we're getting all these kind of weird, odd conditions that, like, who knows what is coming through the door at this day and age it's just so crazy yeah and so um you know i but you treat them all the same you treat them all the same because really what happens is that there's something wrong in their terrain that is not that is not uh communicating properly Mm -hmm. and what i do is not rocket science you know it's literally getting the body back to homeostasis. so Mm -hmm. You know, I've had a number of successes just by getting the body back to homeostasis, you know, getting it back to its original state, trying or at least as close to it as we can possibly get with all of our emotional states and things like that that we're maybe willing to work with, maybe not willing to work with, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, or what we're willing to give up in our life for diet wise, what we're not willing to give up in our life, you know, cause some people are like, Oh, I want to give up sugar. And then when they get back to it, like, I don't want to give up sugar. I'm like, okay, well, you know, we can only go so far with certain right. people, but yep. I would say, you know, I've had a number of successes, you know, in body work wise, I've, I've stopped a number of people from getting surgery that thought that they needed to have surgery. So that was really, that's really rewarding um you know watching people come in in a wheelchair you know i'm not saying that this is going to happen like to anybody who comes to see me but this uh army vet came in in a wheelchair and walked out you know and it was literally because he had just a spinal impingement in his Mm -hmm. spine and it needed to be released that was what it was and it was like and he was amazed and he told all of his friends, you know, of course, but <laughs> at the same time, like you know at the same time, like it is just that simple, but he went from doctor to doctor to doctor, and yep. you know one thing that we need to remember in with the medical world is i'm very like I do appreciate all of our medical folks right because <clears throat> but I appreciate them in a triage way, you know if i 'm in a car accident, I want to go to the hospital and I want to have to switch my leg back on from From there, from then on, I will handle it myself. But at the same time, like they are really great at triage. Mm -hmm. But one thing that we lost in this culture is actually, I think, in the world in general, is that, you know, when medicine first came out, it was supposed to be, when modern medicine first came out, it was supposed to be for when people had an ailment, they would go to a doctor, they would get this pill, right, that they would take. Mm -hmm. Then, in hopes of that they would actually start to change their diet, change the routine, change their environment, change whatever was causing this problem. But the pill was supposed to help them not experience any of the symptoms as they were going through it, right? Right. So then they were balancing the terrain. They were coming back to homeostasis and getting rid of whatever they were dealing with but the pill was supposed to help them kind of be a little bit more comfortable while doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, then we got really lazy as a society and we said, Oh, this pill it's curing me quote unquote when really, when you stop taking the pill, guess what happened? The disease comes back mm-hmm. or even if you are taking the pill, guess what? The body's going to manifest your dis ease in another way. Right. And so then all of a sudden you have another thing that's coming up that you take another pill for that's trying to cover up the symptom. And so it becomes this racket, right? Where it's like, <clears throat> where we have taken modern medicine and we've exploited it, if you will, because we've mm-hmm. said, okay, this, like, this pill is curing me. So now I don't have to work on this stuff. I don't have to give up my sugar. I don't have to stop, like, you know, <laughs> doing, living this grand old life that i'm living you know and all in indulging in all these experiences of my life Mm -hmm. in order to heal myself in order to get better right so and it just gives us an excuse to be lazy in my opinion so you know like that's kind of my that's kind of the harsh reality of how i feel about it but at the same time like my job is to talk to these people and say okay maybe we start to start with diet and see where you go because Mm -hmm. obviously we need to get rid of the crap we need to get rid of the crap out of the diet right and we need to actually get you pooping because some people (laughs) believe it or not only poop like three or four times like in a month you know and like i'm like three or four times in a month like you're literally pooping once a week that is insane to me (laughs) that is insane like if you come to a net if you come to a naturopath, we're gonna talk about poop. We just yeah, we have so to. we're gonna wanna know Yeah, I wanna know what you're I wanna know how you're pooping, when you're pooping, how many times you're pooping, like, it's just what it is. So everybody poops. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, some people don't, but you yeah, are right. sick.
1: Yep. Exactly. So <laughs> something that um, so people who maybe don't have access to a Dr. Clinton Zimmerman what can they do to help take care of their body in the meantime, while they seek out some
3: additional assistance?
0: Sure.
2: Um, I think, you know, learning as much as you can about health and good health, you know, naturopathic health, if you will. And mm-hmm. like, you know, the, cause I, I do, I'm going to dog on the medical world again, because you know, there is quite a few things that, like, the medical society, they give us a lot of science. They know a lot of information, but mm-hmm. it's like they don't always know how to put it together correctly, in my opinion. So, you right. know, it's like, in my opinion. So, there's certain things like, you know, when you go to a dietitian and things like that, and they're telling you to, like, drink all this milk and, like, eat all this bread, just it's calories this <laughs> and calories that, you know, it's like, well, yep. eh get away from the food pyramid, you know, like the food pyramid God, yeah, seriously. Is, is designed to make you sick. It is mm-hmm. designed to make you sick. you like, I am convinced of, that. Yep. so,
3: you know, start, you know, when someone comes in and they, they're like, what can I do? I can't come and see you. What can I do? I say, find, you know, go on the paleo diet, literally paleo mm-hmm. fruit, seeds nuts meat grass-fed you know, meat seeds, yeah. meat like yeah
2: yeah start living on good food get rid of everything else if there's mm-hmm. soy in it if there's wheat in it if there's dairy in it like i'm sorry get rid of the grains you know the grains are so hibernized and they're so like mm-hmm. toxic they have so many like monsanto chemicals on them yeah you know yeah. that we're eating Like, it goes deeper and deeper, and then you need to have grass-fed meat, because now the animals, if they're eating grains, guess what? They're eating Monsanto chemicals as well. So then you, and that gets transmitted into the meat, so we have to be conscious of everything that we are taking in. Yeah, we can't, like, control the air quality necessarily that we're breathing in. We can't always control the water. I mean, I guess we can, we have a lot of different filtration systems. Oh, yeah. but. But, you know, like, I think that right there, and then get yourself some body work, you know, go and find somebody who's been doing body work for 20 some years, and make sure that they're doing myofascial release, or cranial sacral, or some of these other modalities, like acupuncture, um, something that is going to be beneficial, like a massage is good. I like a good massage every so often when I'm on vacation. It's just really nice and relaxing. Like I bluff and buff me. It's good, you know? Like I just want to feel good, right? Move Mm -hmm. move my circulation, just feel really good. But when I'm talking bodywork, I'm talking about like structurally realigning your system and finding those people and interview them. Call them up. Any good bodyworker, I love the clients who call me up and say, Hey, what kind of bodywork do you do? How long have (laughs) you been doing it? Who trained you? Where did you go to school? Like if, if I call a body worker up and they can't answer any questions or they get offended by it, then I'm like, Mm. well, you're not the body worker, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because I want to go to, I want to go to somebody that I'm actually going to know who's going to help me. Yeah. So, and if you're, if money's an issue, you know, make sure your money counts where you're
0: Mm -hmm. spent.
2: So quite honestly, so when you're talking money. Make sure your money counts for the meat that you're buying. Make sure the money counts that you're, you know, everything that you are purchasing, make sure your money is literally counting yep. for what you're doing. That bag of Cheetos, your money's not counting.
3: That McDonald's, money doesn't count.
1: Well, when you invest into, when you invest into so, like, organic veg, fruits and vegetables, pastured, raised meats, stuff like that, you're investing into your health for the future. Because if you don't do it now and you you eat all the other stuff all the time, you're gonna pay for it later in life. You're gonna pay for it with your health and you're gonna pay for it with hospital bills. Yeah. So Connor and I, I mean, Connor has been a wonderful influence on me. And because before that, I mean like I knew to, to how to eat well and whatever, but I had horrible food addictions, and I still struggle with, you know, staying on the right path. But just understanding that the choices you make today for both you and your family, are going to impact them them for the rest of their lives and you for the rest of your life as well, um, both financially, uh, emotionally, physically. And so finding those wholesome sources, and here on the podcast, we partner with Apsy Farms out of Reed City, Michigan, find that local source Absolutely. of regenerative agriculture, pasture-raised meats. Uh, a a csa for local vegetables whatever you need to do to make those connections do it sooner rather than later because every every time you don't do it it does take detriment and obviously we're not perfect and i understand that i might go on vacation and i might indulge in some stuff that is not maybe going to be the best thing for me however that should be the minority of the time and you're limiting that exposure to some yes. of these things. So yeah, I love it. I think if you're listening to this and you don't know where to start, this is a great place to start, like simplify your nutrition and just start learning more because that's that's what it took for me was first step was simplifying nutrition and then from there it just my knowledge base continued to grow. And even now, I still learn more like over the last hour I've learned a ton of stuff that I didn't know um from from clint (laughs) and yeah just keep pushing forward and find these local sources but i is there anything else that you would like to add um that that you'd like to recommend that you want to kind of say to our to our listeners um before we start to wrap it up sure
2: uh there is a good book um called diet evolution by dr gundry really like Mm. that Um, there is a good book um, called brain brain Um, wheat belly is another really great book so these are some different resources that are just really good kind of resources that you can start with and get yourself some some good information that's the biggest Mm -hmm. there's a lot of information out there how do you know it's good Mm -hmm. you know that's the biggest thing and i really like that too you know there's an age-old saying of what you were just saying where it's like you know You got to pay for it we always say you pay for it now or you pay for it later Mm -hmm. so i would rather pay for it now and not have to pay for it later so for sure
1: yeah another good book recommendation and uh two more actually clint has recommended one to me the dorito effect i haven't read it yet um but can you explain real just real quick synopsis of what the dorito effect is about
2: Oh my goodness, it's such a great book. Um, so they talk about how our flavor receptor sites in our, in our mouth and in our brain are actually neurologically connected into our brain, right? So when we eat something, as it started with the Dorito where they had this ultra super powerful taste <laughs> uh, powder that they put onto it and it literally sended, sent an opium Mm. Uh, response to our opium receptors in our brain so literally it is firing all the same receptor sites in our brain that heroin fires that opium fires and so it we become super addicted to this Mm -hmm. and now it's like you have to retrain your brain to not have to go into that super high stimulus right and they're even saying too that it goes into generation so Mm -hmm. like you know, you might not be feeding your kid McDonald's, but if you ate McDonald's, guess what happens? That child now addicted to McDonald's and his or her um, receptor sites actually pick up that smell or the flavor profile really fast. They can become super addicted to it. And it—they said it breaks. It takes like three generations mm. in
0: order to break. That wild. is wild. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, we wild. are
2: literally biologically. We're biologically changing
3: our entire being, our Mm -hmm. entire mechanism.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Uh, Last book recommendation that I have is for a little more education on pastured meats and responsible um, meat production. Is Sacred Cow? Um, Sacred Cow is all about the regenerative agriculture movement and um, buying and consuming, you know, responsibly raised. Uh, meats, whether it's beef, pork, chickens, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, and kiss the ground, which talks more about regenerative agriculture as a as a thing. Yeah. So both of those, if you're interested in learning more about sourcing some more ethical meats specifically, kiss the ground and uh, yeah. sacred cow are both good places to start.
2: That's a really good one. There's also a little movie called One Man, One Cow, mm. One Planet one man one cow one planet and it's a little tiny it's about an it's about an hour long and it's all about biodynamic farming love it love it, love it.
1: where would you find where would you find that youtube i think youtube okay. has it a- okay yeah. very good so last question that i have for you sir is something that we ask every one of our guests and that is what does being a warrior mean to you
3: <laughs> Huh. Uh, I would say that
2: being a warrior for me is just remaining on my mission, you know, remaining on the Mm -hmm. mission that every morning that I wake up, I always know that work is still to be done. So, and that for me is to keep educating myself, keep progressing, um, in, and evolving myself and involving, like evolving my knowledge base as well. So, and to just keep helping people that's my mission that is my warrior keep making people aware and healthier of their environments and being spirit
1: (laughs) love it yeah that's great where can people find you uh if they if they want to learn more about this if they want to look into uh what you do where can they find you uh like social media anything like that are you active
2: I'm not active. I gave up social media. It was causing too much uh dysbiosis in my body, so and it took away my joy. But uh you can find me <laughs> So you can uh find me at uh redfoxmarket.com. That is the store and my bio is on the store, so redfoxmarket.com. Uh my uh, store is located at 112 South Michigan Avenue downtown Big Rapids, Michigan, mm-hmm. four nine three zero seven. You can email me at Clinton at redfoxmarket.com. Or you can also call me or shoot me a text, old school style 231 705
1: Great. Well Clint, I really appreciate you coming on today. This was extremely enlightening for me and I think for everybody yeah. else too. I, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm into it and I can't thank you enough for coming on and being a part of it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast.
1: There's a, the last thing I'll say, there's a slight possibility that there might be a special podcast in the future that Clint is going to start. So we'll keep you in the loop on that one. If, and when he starts yeah. it, we'll, we'll put it out on Instagram. So you guys can go and listen to that as well.
2: There's a slight possibility at this
1: point. I think, I think it's happening. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> what I love to hear. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you again to Dr. Clinton Zimmerman for joining us today. We will see you guys next week as we continue to discover
3: our warriors within.